Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, tonight we have a shorter show than usual. We have Fear the Walking Dead, Surreal Estate, Loki, Quantum Leap, and Invasion. And I have a co-host. Hello. Good evening. Hello. That might be the How quickest you've you? ever gotten on, on the show. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice, AJ. No, I'm kidding. Um, I was going to say, Carrie not, isn't here yet. Um, I not was going to say why we're waiting for her. I, I was going to comment. I was telling you guys about that uh, Silent Hill Ascension interactive TV series I found out about today. You have to download the app. I tried so hard to figure it out. It doesn't explain anything. And the part that I watched live was longer, but I couldn't get the – it had like a Twitch-type chat thing flying all over the screen. I couldn't figure out how to get it off. And then when I went back to rewatch part of it, I could only find like the one four-minute clip. And I don't know. I was reading about it earlier. It said it was supposed to be 40 minutes, so I don't know. I couldn't figure it out, but it was so disjointed all over the place. I have no clue. But if I could figure it out, it sounded like it would be a good thing. But um, yeah, it does I don't know. Cool. Yeah, because it's supposed to be. I guess you vote on what you want the characters to do, and then mm. like the in the following episodes, it'll you know go by the decisions you make. Kind of like that show okay. we watched. You remember that show we watched a long time ago about the bar? That show was so good. Like that every like you picked out what you wanted to happen, and people voted on it. Sort of like that, I guess. Oh, yeah. But Hello, Karen. Uh, I don't know. At least the app does not work well. So, tentatively, that's my review. <laughs> I couldn't get it to work. And it wasn't it wasn't done right. So, I don't know. Karen. I won't investigate further. Hello, Karen. Hi, guys. Happy Halloween. Oh, there she is. Yep. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Did everybody have a so good what? night? Lots of kids. Yeah, I was going to say, what was the, the most interesting costume you saw? I saw somebody here was dressed as a person sitting on the toilet. <laughs> I thought that was kind no of way. Crazy. Yeah, but it was like a I, black I didn't costume, see any. So it's like a store-bought thing. <laughs> it was like inflatable and like it had like fake legs, you know, and it looked like they were sitting on the toilet. And then somebody else had this furry gingerbread um, person outfit on. I think those were the two unique things I saw this time. You know, we had a girl about 14 years old. Um, I don't really know what she was. I was going to ask her, but um, she had she could only like her costume. She only she had it like you know how if you had a jumpsuit on and you'd peel it down and it would only be up to your waist because she had a broken arm and so she had her arm in a sling and um, she was another kid, but like she was only she didn't have a bag. She was only taking candy in her hands. And then she would give it to her dad, who was carrying the bag for her because her arm was broken. So her dad was like her candy schlep, and she da- waited That's at the fine. curb, and she was only so she well, couldn't really wear a full costume because of a sling. At but least she, made, never, she had a reason. Half the kids here did that. They had their parents, and they'd come and get the candy and go put it in the parents' hold in the bag. Yeah, kids are lazy, I yeah. guess here. Cause at least she had a reason. Yeah, here they're just lazy. You know what gets me? is when you get the parents to come up that have a sick kid at home that they need candy for. But what was 
what was worse? This was, I was like shocked at this. Okay. So we see this group of kids going down the street. Now we get around here. We get people in cars that do not live here. They bring their kids from all over, and it's oh, annoying, that means but, you have a good neighborhood. That means you're you well, good yeah, but the, reputation for candy. Live here, don't end up getting the candy. But um, it's because they do them at different nights, the different towns, and then they all come here. But anyway, aside from that, so there's this group of kids. Okay, they I I figured it was like an older sister or something because they all got in the car, and the one that was in costume drove them, you know, a few feet down the road, and then they get back out. They came up to the house. This woman was older than I am. She was clearly the mother in costume and getting candy. She didn't even say it was for kids. She just had a bag for candy. I, like, wanted so bad to say no or say something nasty. your kid? No, you don't. But it was really – it's, like, it's bad enough when these people pretend they have a kid and they bring a bag. But she didn't even say yeah. anything. She just opened the bag, like, give me candy. This <laughs> is really weird. Yeah. So, yeah. AJ, did Damon go to go out with Damon, or did Alyssa go out with Damon yep. tonight? Yeah, no. Damon and I went out, and I tell you, it's, it's really he sad. He's like no. He went, 10, uh, right? he, he's 10, and I'm trying to remember what the hell the name of the character he was. Uh, some character from Undertale. I don't remember the character's uh, name. I don't know. He's like, yeah. he's basically like a, a, a teenage skeleton, basically. Okay. You get a good haul? Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, we got a good haul because there's nobody out. I mean, we saw maybe yeah. total 20 people. Oh, wow. See, we ran out of candy, and we gave over, out well over 100. So, uh, yeah. We Did we, here. Same where I live. We have fewer kids than we used to. When I, I'm in the house with my dad, the house I grew up in, and used to be every house on the street had little kids. And now there's not as many kids, and um, – they keep to the main street. Anyway, my dad likes to give out a lot of candy. My dad is, you know, my dad is elderly. He has money to spend on things like candy, and he he's always telling me not to be cheap. So we had, like, all kinds of candy. And we had, like, little um, little packs of Oreos, like two Oreo cookies in a pack. And then we had all these candy bars, yeah. and, I, and I bought blow pops or this and that. Um, and, I, like, I love when the little kids come and they, like, see all the candy and they're trying to be polite to have one piece and then you give them more and they get kind of excited. And we had a group of, like, maybe six little <laughs> yeah. boys, ages like, ages like five to eight-year-old little boys, about six or seven of them. And they, I opened the door and we had a table with candy and they saw the Oreos and all of them came right inside the house. <laughs> they were like, oh, Oreos! And, like, six, seven, eight little boys were all inside the house all of a sudden. Just like so excited to get stuff. Um, yeah, they do that. Really I can't watch that kids do that. Before. Right? Here's the little kids the are so. I love the little kids coming. I mean, I don't mind you know, the big well, kids. We yeah. had. We had a girl who wanted to rock out of our gravel driveway. It was cute. She. I don't know why this rock was shiny and she was like wanted the rock and her mother's like you have to ask you can't just. It was Aww. cute. It's like yes, you can have the rock. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the only house that has a gravel driveway in the whole. Yeah. Oh yeah. Block. But, yeah. <laughs> but that was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Kids well, I texted. I texted Jamie. I wore my blonde wig and my Luna Lovegood Spectrospecs, and most of the little kids didn't know who I was because, like, they haven't <laughs> seen Harry Potter movies, and certainly, like, I mean, that costume from that movie is like the fifth or sixth movie, which they're starting to get pretty violent, right? Like, people are yeah. actively trying to kill Harry Potter in the later movies. So little kids haven't maybe seen those movies so much. No. 
Um, Probably not. But I enjoyed wearing my costume for a short time. So. All right. I know like I got a little chocolate night. out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we got a shorter schedule tonight. Yep. Fewer yes. shows. Things are a- ending. Things were not on. AHS wasn't, AHS wasn't on. Which I told you in text. I went to watch AHS and I was like, huh. Well, it must have been so bad I don't remember watching it because it wasn't in my list. <laughs> and then right? until yeah. you said something, I was like, I was like, for the podcast, I'm going to have to, like, look at a recap to, my, to refresh my memory. And then you said you didn't see it either. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> so I checked and I was like, oh, that's because there was no episode this week. And they probably yeah. actually didn't have the episode because they dropped those four episodes of American Horror Stories, which we will do next week. Um, right. They probably say, didn't want to I've only watched. I, yeah, I've only watched the first episode, and it, it wasn't bad, but it, was, it wasn't great. It wasn't anything special. I mean, it's all possible. It, it's go ahead. It, well, uh, I, I was just going to say, it, it's funny saying what I'm about to say when you're talking about American Horror Stories, but it wasn't realistic. Like, <laughs> once you watch it, you'll you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> but it just kept annoying me. Oh, yeah? This character just kept doing stupid shit for a really bad reason. And it was like, that's just not believable at all. But yeah. you'll see what I mean when you see it. So we'll talk about that next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, so. All right. I, I was going to say it's possible right. that maybe they didn't air it because of baseball on this week. Um, Could be. I mean, F- FX is owned by Disney, which also owns ESPN. And would they have held it back to not compete for the game on ES? I don't know. The game's on Fox, actually, right? It's Fox. The game's game's on, Fox, on Fox, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to compete with baseball. I don't really know. But yeah. anyway, so we have like, fewer know. things to talk about, which is good because yep. I think some of our shows, some big stuff happened this week. Yep. Do you want to yeah. dive in? So, yeah, I was going to say, you want to yeah, start YouTube, with fear you, like we you usually do? You dive into fear. All right, Jamie, let's dive into well, The Walking Dead. Um, we, we had talked is, last week about, you know, people just showing up that haven't been there, um, which was what I, what I was, uh, like, thinking about last week when we talked about that, knowing that, that uh, Luciana and Charlie were coming back. And, I mean, granted, they were part of the main cast, so... I don't necessarily have a problem with them coming back, but it seems like they're bringing everybody back for the sake of it's the end of the show. That's why I have a problem. Yes. Like it didn't make sense. Like probably, and I don't know because I haven't seen further, but I wouldn't be surprised if like next week, uh, the one from Wash, I can't think of her name, the one from Wash, you know who I mean? If she shows up, I would be the way, the way this show is, oh, I, I wouldn't be super Wait, surprised. Wait, the one from Wash. I can't, the, the I can't think of her name. You know how I am with names anymore. My brain never works. Yeah. Um, the 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 girl who's in it that was um, Shannon on Lost. Oh yeah yeah Al Al her name Al, Al. Al. yeah that's me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way things are going, she'll probably show up in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. No, um, I mean they were still part I of. I have a problem with. I, mean, I, I guess it's good to see what happened to him, but it just I don't know. It just seemed too convenient, and. I don't know. It's ludicrous. Yeah. It's lud- I mean, I have a big problem with Charlie coming back because, because she the last time we- she was one. dying of radiation poisoning and nobody could help her. And she was like on death's door. Um, 
And then we get a little bit of exposition where they're like, oh, yeah, well, it turns out Padre had, like, radiation, like, treatment, and so I'm fine now. Not beyond but fine. Remember, like, radiation was- now suddenly makes people's uh, uh, zombie bites keep them alive for a long time, too. So the, the, the science in this show is so it's kind of like, and they survived a nuclear no. blast, you know. So I'm at this point just like, yeah, yeah she okay. didn't. She didn't just have, like, radiation poisoning like Grace no, had from hanging like, around a nuclear reactor. She was, a nuclear bomb went off. Yeah. Like, on this no, show. No, she, yeah, she went in that elevator right around the radiation or whatever that was real bad. Of course, we always thought it was ridiculous that she ever got radiation poisoning because all she did was go in that elevator for five seconds, and right? But whatever. Yeah. On The Walking Dead, radiation is the new flu. Like, oh, I had the flu, and then uh, I had radiation poisoning, but then I got a a pill, and I'm fine now. What? Like, and then they bring her back only to kill her. Like, it was so transparently terrible the way they brought her back just to have this Madison moment, right? Like, like, look, Madison used to be a good look. I understand Madison being upset at Charlie. It was her kid. But at the same time, Charlie was a kid. I mean, everybody, we said how much, and there's a lot in these shows about, like, getting a second chance, and that was a lot of what the episode was about, and the whole thing was Strand and everything. And I just, as much as it was her kid, I thought she, did you feel like that? Maybe maybe I'm wrong because I don't have kids. But I felt like I don't know why you would be so not forgiving because she wasn't really old enough to really blame for what happened. But then again, they didn't even ex- exactly explain to Madison what did happen. Yes. And I don't know. It was just a mess. It was, ter- it was a mess because there was no kind of, she's like, Oh, by the way, I shot, like nobody had to tell her, like everybody could have just kept their freaking mouth shut and it wouldn't have been a thing. Right. But yeah. Charlie right away is like, it's like being like, Oh, by the way, I shot your son. And there is no explanation. And later she's like, oh, I was 11 and I was being used. And that's true, the way Charlie was being used and the reasons she shot Nick were, I mean. But, I mean, considering how many children Madison kidnapped, I kind of feel like she's very hypocritical that this girl well, at 11 years I mean, like I said, I get it. It's her kid. No... And I, I mean, how I feel in that instance. But in the way the show normally is, I guess, is more like I was surprised she like, was would terrible. not even – Listen, yeah, it was it was terrible, and then it was set up to be like, oh, well, then you have to make it up to me by going to like get Troy, uh, and 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 like Charlie agrees to it, and everyone kind of lets it happen, which is ridiculous. And then you know, uh, Madison changes her mind. Then they're like, oh, by the way, we secretly cremated. We never show. I don't think I ever saw Nick. This was all exposition that they dug up Nick and cremated him, right? Like that was some new thing that I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was sort of. And then Madison's like, oh well, since you cremated him, put him in a coffee can and carried him around for all this time. Now I feel bad. All of a sudden, five minutes later. So Charlie, please don't. Um, it was. It was terrible. And then for Charlie to kill herself was also ridiculous. Like, like, like if she true, I, I don't, I guess I don't see the part where, okay. So remember the whole like season long arc where Alicia decides to forgive Charlie cause she's like 11 and give her a second chance and become her friend and, and grow her and all that. 
and and Charlie had had kind of come a long way. And then for Charlie to be like, yeah, I got to kill myself for Madison to save the place that Alicia, like, what? It just made no sense, right? Like, there's no way Alicia, like, for Charlie to be like, Alicia wanted Padre, so I'll kill myself. No, Alicia wanted Charlie to live. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just, it was, it was pure pandering to the audience to bring Charlie back and then kill, to bring Charlie back at all is ridiculous, and then to kill her is ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Um, it felt they just wanted to bring everybody back because it's the end of the no show. Yeah. And I get that they do that, but at least make it make a little more sense. And I, I again, I, I still say the same thing in this episode. I said the last one, I still don't see how we have any proof that Troy killed Alicia. We don't. Because oh, I don't believe half the shit that comes out of his mouth. I so, want to get to that, but if we can yeah. put a pin in that for a second, because I, I wanted to talk also about I wanted to think about Charlie that I wanted to say. Oh, about Alicia, about Charlie. We were talking about – oh, about Dan. I was going to say, if I have to tolerate this horrible Charlie storyline, the one thing that kind of was good and that made sense to me was Daniel being like, oh, hell no, Madison, you are messed up, and I cannot – like, he, he was Charlie's father, basically, right? Like, yeah. Charlie and Luciana are his, are his surrogate daughters. And when he was like, Madison, there's something wrong with you. You've been here for five minutes and everything's fucked up now. I was like, thank you. That's every episode of <laughs> yeah. every Walking Dead ever, right? Yep, yep, exactly. Um, She's not wrong. So, like, yeah. I, I kind of appreciated the Daniel part. And Daniel and Luciana were like, oh, I'm so sorry I ever got involved with you, Madison. We're out of here. Yeah, um, for once, once something made sense, they did. I agree. Right? Um, I like that part. What, I think what irritates me more than anything with the show and why I just anymore have a hard time watching is absolutely nothing about the show is consistent or makes sense. Like, no. at least the regular show, as much as a lot of times the writing was bad, it, like, it, did, it wasn't such nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, we've talked about this, how bad the science is. The, the You mm-hmm. know, the characters show up. And, I'm, and granted, them running into each other, we've said it, it happens on all of them. But, like, with the characters yeah. just showing up in that and, and, like, Strand completely flip-flopping who he is 20,000 times, it, it, it's just, it, it's like they just try to, I don't know if they're trying to make shocking things and make it different and it just doesn't come out in a good way. I don't know. It just Their, their choices terrible. on the show seem so all over the place. And it's just like... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, right. I try to find good in it, and like I said, the acting is usually the main characters are pretty good, but, but it's like but sometimes not always. what they're given, not always, but most of the main cast, not all of them, but like like I was going to say, like like things changing, like about Daniel, they had this storyline which was good about his dimension stuff, and it was something interesting for the apocalypse to bring into it. And it lasted like one episode for them to do something with it. And then, well, yeah, we don't want to do that anymore. Same thing with Madison, who can't breathe when they decide she can't breathe. And then it's fine. And like oh, I yeah. said last week, I would rather them be like, oh, we shouldn't have done that and just completely drop it than to keep going back and forth and just all of a sudden she can't. Because it just it doesn't oh. make sense. And it, to me, it brings more attention to, yep. to it, that, to the problem. That might be, like, like, at least with Daniel, as much as it irritates me that now he's perfectly fine, at least they're not every other episode, suddenly he can't 
think right, and then he's perfectly fine. <laughs> you know what? Although, to be fair, well, some people with dementia, that does happen, so I shouldn't say that. But okay. I mean, like, it, it's just, well, and it's like they do it when they want to do it, and then not when they don't, and they flip flop back point, and forth for everything. To your point, if Daniel's, like, supposedly perfectly fine now, at least he's reverted to his original personality. Like, he's not right. completely, like, he's Daniel. Like, um, and about Madison, I, I got to say, one of my most, maybe the worst, one of, is it the worst? One of the, I mean, there's so many bad things going on in this show, but one of the things I really noticed that I hated was, so Madison has to, talk about Madison and her oxygen that she sometimes needs, sometimes doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. I hated the scene where Madison, like, she finds out Nick is dead, and she's so mad. Apparently, when you can't breathe, the weapon you select is a humongous, heavy sledgehammer. It's her <laughs> new favorite weapon. And she's, like, slamming zombies for, like, ten minutes. And then and the, as they cut to the commercial, like, Strand hands her the mask and she takes one breath, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> and then you remember later when there's, like, a massive tanker explosion and she's running around and fighting with Troy? With, like, there's smoke it's petroleum burn. It's like the thickest, blackest smoke you can imagine, right, on the screen. And Madison's just like, you know, got her sledgehammer swinging around. I'm like, what? Can she breathe or can she not I breathe? Jane, I'm help starting me. to think that the people that write this never never graduated high school science. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> the writing is like, terrible. It, that's why I said it's like the science at this point with everything is just so bad. It's like I, I, no. I can't even. Like it's and just, like. It's awful. We talk about the acting, and I don't want to slam actors either because the material is bad, but Kim Dickens and Coleman Domingo were, are not, like, they were not good in this. They're not, I mean, I don't want to say they're not, look, I don't want to criticize them because I, I think they're both great actors, but I feel like, first of all, the material is terrible. The dire- Second, the direction is terrible. And third, I can see how they would not be inspired to deliver, to bring their A-plus game every day because what is this shit they're stuck with in their contract, right? Like, I'm not saying Coleman yeah. Domingo. I don't mean to imply that those two don't try to do good work because I don't want to condemn the actors. For and they've also done good work on the show before. That's the thing. They yes. were good. It, it's like it's. It's almost kind of like it's the last episodes, and they just have to finish them out so everybody's calling no. it in, you know? No. Like It's like if, if I go to the grocery store and all the vegetables are wilted and moldy, what kind of meal can I cook for you, right? That's what these two are stuck with. Yeah. Um, I, I really struggle I feel lately like, to find something redeeming, you yeah. know? And like, I hate I, I to, feel like, to slam yeah. every little thing about it. But yeah. I know that we do cover it, but it, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> Luciana was yeah. ridiculous. So Luciana has been running a massive petroleum refinery operation for seven years that no one knew about. And she delivers the worst line, one of the, one of the uh, another terrible line. The dialogue on the show is so bad. And there's a part uh-huh. where Luciana says, well, you know, I was at Padre, and they figured out what I could do, so they sent me here to, like, refine petroleum. And, like, and they, they figured out what you could do? I mean, you must have blabbed it, because how do you just I know, I figure out? Unless you told them. I figured out that Jamie knows how to refine petrochemicals. What? What? They figured out what I could do? What kind of a, what kind of a, even, yeah. oh, my God. And she's been doing it for seven years. And she has a complete network all the way to Arizona. She's like, oh, we have roads. We've cleared the roads all the way to Arizona. 
what? Like, I know it's been seven years, but I actually would rather watch the show where Luciana builds her network to Arizona would be a better show than what we're watching right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, I'm I'm like, what? And remember when she was refining? The thing with Ginny, yeah, when she was doing that then. I was just going to say, it's so sad, though, because I feel like I waited so long to, and we sort of mentioned this last time, but I waited, like, I feel like I waited to see, we're not going to get the Madison-Alicia reunion. We know that. We're not. I waited to see the Strand-Madison reunion, and they had a chance to do something good, and they just, like, screwed it up and glossed over it and moved on. And it was like, that's what I wanted to see. That was the one thing yep. I did want to see, and they didn't even give me that. And did you wonder, yeah, could you wonder why Strand in this episode? So remember last week he was the German yeah, speaking. He just left his family. He was well, like, I can't, I've got to do everything to save them and ignore Madison and turn her into the other people because all I care about is this adopted son and my husband or whatever the heck he is. And like, then he just leaves. Well, also, student from last season, which was seven years ago, he has the beret, the Civil War jacket, the belt, the so- like the sword. Like maybe he's got it all. Like using, right, reusing scenes. Maybe they wanted to reuse costumes. Yeah, it's the same costume, which was supposedly seven years ago when he gave up that life. Like what? And the beret and everything. I was like, what is You're going like, on with Victor Strand? He gave it up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I just couldn't figure out why he suddenly left those people when it was so important to him and. He changed. Well, I imagine kind of made him. Oh, yeah, because but he didn't even, Troy, like, tell him goodbye or anything. He just, like, disappeared, and then they, like, oh, I don't know what happened. He got trapped because he got trapped outside the hotel. Remember, he went with Madison to go save his son. Remember, his, his idiot son takes Madison to some historic museum library or wherever the hell they go. Um, and then Victor goes with Madison. Victor goes to, like, save them. And they have that stupid scene last week where they basically let the zombies overrun them. And then, like, they're, like his son is back at the hotel, and Troy has the hotel, like, under siege. So Victor has to help Madison defeat Troy to save his own family, I think, is what's – I think. I think that's okay, what, maybe. I think that's See, why. Maybe it seems like they just sort of quit talking about his family, and I didn't know uh-huh. where they were supposed to be. I was confused by that. But Until the last minute where he's like, Madison – I mean, that was also, it was also a terrible problem at the end where, where where everybody's like, Madison, you're the worst. We're out of here, right? And Madison's like, they're right, Victor. I'm going off by myself, and you have to save Padre. And Victor's like, I can't. And she's like, no, Victor, you have to save Padre. You're the only one. And he goes, I can't do it without you, Madison. Is. Okay, oh, that's wait, a very good question. I can't remember. Did he ever make it to Padre? I don't think he ever made I it to He Padre. never went to Padre. I don't know if he knows where Padre is. He's never been to Padre. I don't know if he knows where it is, but let's put a pin in that. Well, remember, they can cross the country in a couple of days, so I'm sure he can figure Apparently, it out. Apparently, Padre is, like, right next door, but nobody can stumble upon it for seven years. It's like that island in the Changeling that no one can find, right? Um, yeah. It's like Lost Island. But anyway, I'm sorry. For Victor to be like, Madison, I can't do it without you, Madison's been gone for probably, like, 12 years maybe in their lives by now, right? The Gotham season four, which is at least seven, ten years ago. Also, I'm sorry, but Victor Strand is the most, he's probably the most ruthless person on the entire show. 
We have seen him lie and cheat and betray and fight and kill and do what it takes to save himself and whoever – like, for him to be like, Madison, I can't do it without you. Like, you threw 30 people off the roof of a building <laughs> last season. That's like, what? <laughs> he, like, he – that's his personality transplant that every character gets every season. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I hated this episode so much. This is, a, this is like, a new look. This is a very bad episode. Yeah. I, I was only... hoping at least the end of the, of the series they would have, I don't know, had some of it come together, but it looks like at this point it's not going to happen. So I don't know. Problem, we talked about this last week, making Troy a six-episode villain is a problem. Like, he should have been a, a whole-season villain or a two-season villain, right? Like, making him suddenly yeah. appear at the last second doesn't allow – so what do you think and about I, that whole I bit? Though, Go ahead. I feel like they're setting him up, though, now to not be the villain which I have even yep. more of a problem with because I feel like they want you to be like, oh, since he's worried about his kid, now he's not bad no more. Like, it was okay what he did because he does, you know, he wants no. to save his kid, which, okay, in this show, people do bad things to save family members. I'm not saying they don't. But, like, I just get the opinion the way it's going that he isn't going to, they're just going to, like, forgive him and that's it. Do you get that feeling? Maybe well, I'm wrong, but that was how I took it. Which I, I you know, I feel with. like, I feel like by making, I agree with you that by making Troy care about a child, they're trying to give him complexity that he has not earned and doesn't deserve in and terms of his is, past character, just, right? The thing is, knowing and and I, and I don't know, maybe Matt, I see it would have made maybe made more sense if like Madison had kidnapped his kid or something, you know. I feel like that would well, have made more sense for him to be mad at. But, like, so I, I, I don't know if you even just said this is why, you know, I'm taking over Potter or something or I have a kid. Like, yeah. like he could have came to them. They would have helped them. That's what's stupid. Well, he's full of shit because if you have a kid, you just come to Padre and knock on the door and be like, hey, Madison, I have a kid. Can we come and live there? We had our yeah, problems in the past. Let's go there. He, right, that's what I'm it, saying. Like, if maybe she had kidnapped his kid or something, then yeah. I could understand this this revenge I mean, thing. It maybe would whole, make slightly more sense, but I don't know. There's this whole other part where he's psycho, and he just wants to, like, take what Madison has. And I think there's a point where I think Charlie says, like, Madison's not about Padre. If you leave Padre and start someplace else, Troy will come for it because Troy just wants to, like, revenge Madison. He just wants – he just has a thing against Madison. It doesn't matter, Right. It's Padre. Yeah. Now. It's the next what thing. is it about his um, I mean, but his whole, like, you took everything from me is getting old and stupid. Like, I'm sorry if the showrunners haven't watched the past seasons, but we have, and we know that didn't happen. And now they're trying to, like, retcon something. Like, they're like, Troy's like, oh, Madison, the woman who gave me a second chance changed me which is ridiculous i didn't want to hear that i'm so sick of fear the walking dead's like i need to change and 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 be forgiven for my past but you know one thing i kind of like about the main walking dead is that rick and michonne never felt bad about what they did and and daryl doesn't really seek redemption they're like we did what we did because we had to do it and we don't need to be redeemed or like seek like, they did some bad shit, but they never, like, really cry about it and be like, oh, I'm Morgan. I need to set up a new place. I'm I'm Madison. I need to set up Padre. Well, like, they're always, like, all 
all this bullshit about trying to like set up a new place to earn what they did in the past. And Rick's like, and and Michelle's like, what? I killed a bunch of people. I had to. It's fine. I, I kind of appreciate that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for for him to suddenly be like, Madison, you took everything from me. And she's like, what did you take? What did you take? You're crazy. And he says, like, this woman took away the woman who forgave me. So I don't know if you have thought about no, it. No, I think he re- meant, or maybe I misunderstood it. I thought he was saying whatever woman it was that saved him was the mother of his kid. Yes. And he was talking yes. about his kid. I agree he with was- you 100%. I had not thought about it until I started reading. There's a ton of online speculation, Jamie. I don't know if you've, like, like every – Every website that reviews it, that covers it, Reddit, if you're the one who did Reddit, is full of it. A ton of people think that Troy, that that Alicia is the mother of Troy's child. That's what I That's was kind of wondering. But And I thought that too. But here's my question. How the hell would Alicia have had a baby and we didn't know it? How is, oh, would that even be possible? <laughs> in the time jump. We've had a five-year time jump since she... Since they all and they went the raft at the end of the, and they just like I'm sorry, that's bad. I, I can't that. get behind it because for Troy and Alicia to get together, fall in love, have a baby, like off screen is some crazy bullshit. And then for somehow Troy, let's say it did happen, how would Madison possibly have killed Alicia? It just doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, I know. Sense, Why but... would uh, if it was her grand grand grandbaby, she would help him. She wouldn't want to take it away from him. It wouldn't make any sense. I mean, it kind yeah, of makes I kind sense, of like... thought that and wondered that too. But then I thought, nah, that's just dumb. But then again, I should have thought, yeah, but that's this show. <laughs> so it, it kind of makes laugh. sense why he had her arm that he didn't kill her or take it from her. She yeah, died. I don't think he killed her. I I don't see how anything that he said. In any way, at least in my opinion, shows that he killed her. It shows that no. he found her. That's all it shows. Which is all, which is equally ridiculous. But let's yeah. say he found well, her dead or found they, her as a zombie. Find every, yeah. Everybody runs into each other yeah. in this show. Yeah. Because the but, you know, United but, States is only a mile wide. But I'm just saying, like, I I don't know. For, for Troy and Alicia, so Alicia, show that, that has happened. do you remember when Alicia was dating Troy's brother, whose name was, like, I forget what, but, like, Alicia was with the brother at the ranch, and she was not pro-Troy ever. And I, and I just don't see any scenario where, where they would have gotten together. And I think it's unfair to put on Alicia to be this big forgiving. Alicia is now Saint Alicia, the big forgiver of everyone. She forgave Charlie. Did she forgive Troy? She forgave Wes. She like Alicia forget she forgave Strand. Alicia is like mother fucking Teresa of this show, right? Forgives mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. They're all changed by encountering her. Troy, whatever. It just makes no sense. And also like there's the whole part where it all falls apart for me when he blames Madison for killing her. Like to me that doesn't I don't know how that yeah, could have yeah. happened. I was gonna say if that's even I mean we're just Balling. We don't know. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. But I don't know. The way, but the I way think you're right. He has that arm. put it past them that it is her kid. It's possible the way they're yeah. doing things. Yeah, um, it is. Because they don't always have to make sense on the show. We know that. <laughs> In fact, most of the time it doesn't. 
Well, they, but, they don't always uh, have to. They never do on this show. This I show know, is like the bottom of the barrel. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but I also kind of feel like well, they've kept that secret. They've, they've spoiled everything else. I, I sometimes, right. when, when I that. wonder, like, big plot points, I think, yeah, we would have known it by now. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So it makes me quite, I, I'm, I don't know. But yeah. I don't know who else he was supposed to be talking about. I thought maybe he was supposed to be talking about somebody at the dam, but I can't remember enough of that storyline to even oh, I have any clue. I think he was at the dam. I don't really know. No, no. That. I mean, when he was saying about the person that saved him, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I thought it yeah. Because it was at the dam. Well, it was at the dam. Yeah. Yeah. We and I don't care enough to go dam. back and no, rewatch it. it it's, come, it's, it's, I mean, it was a bad episode. Every character is, has just, like, not, Yeah. Um, Here, here's the thing. When I say that I don't remember a storyline to know if something makes sense, and I don't even care enough to Google it to find out, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Like, would yeah. I go, if, even if it was a show I liked, would I necessarily go back and rewatch a lot of it? No. But I would have at least, yeah. like, researched what had happened back then and be like, oh, okay, yeah. and, like, looked it up. Like, I, I just don't care. I, I don't, yeah. I'm trying to care. I just don't. And that's the one of the biggest problems with yeah. this show is it doesn't make I mean, you care about the no, characters. It because they're so, uh, you know, I'm real, for me, the worst thing that I'm really over is the whole, like, I need to be forgiven for what I've done. And therefore I need to build a place where people can live this whole, like we need to build a place and find a place because we did X, Y, and Z. It's just kind of a, uh, we need, we need to build a place to be safe makes more sense to me. This whole, like, I mean, it's been, yeah. I don't even know how, if you really felt that way after 15 years of the apocalypse, how do you even live? Like, if you were guilted every day about what you've done, right? Like, I just, yeah. again, like I said, I feel like not that Rick and Michelle never said, oh, I'm sorry I killed that guy or it didn't have any, but in general, those are not characters that dwelt on this so much. But like, Right? Like, I don't yeah, I mean, granted, those characters, everything the, like, gee, I'm sorry, everybody got killed. I mean, I do think the themes of this show are, are different than, than the regular series, right. but I definitely That's agree fair. with what you're saying, is that sometimes they focus too much on the redemption in this show. But, I mean, to some extent, they've done the same thing with Dead City. I mean, a lot of Dead City, and even before that, was the fact that, you know, Negan was trying to be redeemed, and we just finally got to the point where it's like, well, he can't be redeemed, but you got to move on. But, yeah. No, maybe that's, that's part of, maybe that's part but, of Scott Gimple, creative director. Yeah, maybe. On to all the shows, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of faith that they're necessarily going to wrap it up well. No, like we, I mean, no, we were complaining the last season of the regular show, but like it had such a good finale, you know, like it was one of the best mm-hmm. episodes in quite a while, but I, yeah. I just don't see that happening with this. I, I think it's going to stay. I don't see how they could fix a lot of it. I think it's just going to stay a mess. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I want to see more. Um, I haven't watched the, you know, the next one yet, but. You know, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Got my yeah. I I always hope so, they're gonna fix things, but <laughs> lately I haven't 
you know, fault that they have. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. I guess I've complained enough about this, right? Terrible, terrible. Maybe the worst episode. Could it be the worst episode ever? I don't know. I'm sure. No, it's not as bad as the hot air balloon episode or the multiple airplane episodes where they built that plane to fly those little kids around. But, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Let's leave it at that and hope that it – look, could it get worse? I hope not. Let's look forward to a better episode next week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's hope so. Okay. All right, what is the Shall we jump? Right? We hope. Yes, what would you like to talk about next? The real estate, I guess. The real estate. We usually so, do it. Yes. So this is the episode where, oh, so it's really the B story where Zoe gets her first customer that she's trying to sell a house to. And the uh, yeah, A was me a couple. And, and the A story is Luke trying to, trying to like, buy this little cabin in the woods for his kind of jerk client wants to, this rich guy wants to buy this house, right? And it turns yeah. out that some kind of, some kind of like um, vampire type woman owns it, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what you'd say she is, but she's clearly taking these people's youth and uh, using their blood. Using their blood. Yeah, and their, their blood. Youth. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. This episode was okay. I think this, uh, the the monster of the week storyline was was suitably creepy. Um, I, I don't does it. I don't know how I feel though about Luke like sort of dating a client. <laughs> I kind of feel like he he shouldn't be doing that, and he kind of walked into it. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was a little weird. Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just I was kind of surprised, I guess. And surprised that he you mean was be- just like so. I don't know. I you mean, mean I, because- it's nice to see him move on in a way. I don't mean that it's not, but I was just kind of surprised that he so quickly, like, was oh, like, oh mean- yeah, sure, let's just go on a date. Because it clearly did not mean it as a business dinner. I mean, he, I think he sort of said it was, but. I don't think. You know what? I felt the same way. I felt the same way until Phil like sort of figured out what was going on and he did say men are powerless against her. I think he was under her glamour. That's true. So That's one true. Re- like 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 right? Men were totally yeah, like that's we true. even saw Augie Augie was only in her presence for like one minute and was like spellbound, right? I think Luke was I mean No, why would no it seemed though, like I Phil think, for the most part resisted her, but then in the end it looked like maybe he was getting taken too I wasn't sure because I wasn't sure if maybe at first he wasn't affected because he was was supposed to be not affected because he was gay I didn't know if maybe he's gay right I thought it also when I watched it but then I I wasn't sure because he was supposed to be under it at the very end so I thought well maybe I just assumed he wasn't like interested because I don't I don't know or maybe she didn't go after him because she can I don't know yeah but because she already because she already had so many yeah because and because Augie was like Augie was like two steps in front of him, and Augie was immediately glamored by her, right? And yet he still was yeah. just not really in her. It seemed like he was sort of range. like like maybe he was going to be more under her spell mm-hmm. if he had stayed there longer. And then he broke free. Help. Yeah, maybe maybe each person's different. Maybe it just depends. Some of them are sucked in faster. And, he, than and he's not. He's not. 
like Phil did say men are powerless against her. He didn't say like I'm gay, I'm immune, right? He's not just gay; right. he's also a priest, right? And he has a sort but he, of a yeah, level. Yeah, so maybe he also he's a man of faith. More, like it also could just be the fact that like because he knew it ahead of time, like he he knew to be vigilant. If that makes sense, like yeah, like, like he's he intellectually just like oh she's hot, and then yeah, even whether like he, he was gay intellectually, or not, I mean, he. Yeah. He knew not to go near her or whatever and knew to be careful. So maybe like, he stayed like he further was, away. He was thing. intellectually prepared to face her and knew right, that he right. had That's to like, be strong or whatever. Yeah. 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 So he knew ahead of um, time going so, in. Um, I agree with you that. I was, like, I was like, Luke is really being easily taken in by her and what is he doing? And I was like, she kind of looks like not – she doesn't look like Susan, but she has the long red hair yeah, and the you eyes know, I whatever. I right? that too. And I, wa- I kind of wondered, is that, like, mean anything? Is that, like, an implication that know. maybe he is attracted to Susan? Or is it just the actresses that he used happen to look like her? It has nothing to do yeah. with her. But, yeah, I wondered. I don't the know. Same thing. Um, but also the other thing is, and, and maybe I'm wrong, and we don't really, I mean, not that we know tons about Luke, but, and, and you said you're right. I think he was taken in by her because people couldn't resist her. But what I remember thinking at the beginning, though, is, like, this, this woman does not seem like someone that Luke would go after. Like, she, like, the, um, what's, what's her name? The, uh, his, his ex-girlfriend. Megan. Like, she was Megan. kind of like this, this nice person. And not that this woman isn't necessarily nice, but she's more, like, um, aggressive, I guess. Yeah, like I yeah. was kind of at the first surprise that Luke was like wanting to date her in the first place, but it could have had to well, do with her being I think whatever she was, because she was all sex appeal and no substance, right? Like she, like Megan yeah. was a a medical student and had whatever and she's personality and also other people that that Luke hangs out with are interesting people. And and I can't remember this woman's name, um, the vampire lady, but she was very, um, she was all coy. She was so coy and so like banter and so, you know. So but the, not what with Megan. I don't know. It just seemed right? like she was so different from Megan. I was just kind of surprised. Yeah. But again, it, but it might was the have glamour. Been it was the glamour, the right? Comfort, yeah. So I yeah, can, it was the glamour. Yeah. So I can buy yeah. that, and I think probably because Luke was already under her spell when Phil tried to tell him not to listen to her, whereas Phil, like, was prepared. Oh, look at it more in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was, it was a pretty good overall story though. I thought the scene with, um, although she was um, imagining things, I think I, I'm trying to remember rightly. I think some of it was in her head, but I can't remember for sure. Um, Zoe, the whole thing with the other. In the bowling um, alley? Yeah. yeah. It was funny. Um, like yeah, they seemed like really... a band. They were like a band of witches who were like chanting and freaking her out, right? Yeah. Um, I, I felt like that was more like her interpretation of it, though, more so than they were uh-huh. actually. Maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of took that uh-huh. more like. She was totally creeped out by the way they acted more than anything. No, I agree. But it was funny. I agree. And Zoe's not – I mean, I think I think Zoe's into doing the real estate. I think she enjoyed it. But I don't think she's ever going to be like one of them, hopefully. Well, um, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting how she took the advice from the rival 
first arrival agent. Yeah, I did like that. That she, I thought that was and interesting she, that she helped her. But that doesn't mean she's suddenly going to like leave Luke and go over to her side. No, but you know? I, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting that Zoe made a sale that Susan had not, no one had been able to do. Luke couldn't do it. Susan couldn't do it. No one could convert these two. She did it. And I think, you know, I don't know where this is going, but Susan has been, like, the super agent for all of last season. And, like, it might be kind of interesting to see Zoe be really good at it. And everyone who thought of her as just, like, an assistant to get coffee is going to have to deal with that, right? Like, I don't know if that's yeah. where it's going. I haven't seen anything. And maybe she just has this one success and whatever. But, yeah, like, she might be really good at it. And, I mean, it's clear that Luke doesn't like Susan being really good at running the business. And will he – I mean, he was supportive of Zoe when he's like, no, you made a deal. We get to have the – Yeah, and, and we talked at the beginning of the season about him, him seeming to resent Susan. I, I don't know if it's partially because she sort of took over when he wasn't there where Zoe, oh, for I, sure. I like Zoe isn't necessary. I don't want to say Susan's after his job because I don't think she is like trying to cut him out or anything, but like she sort of took over and she has that personality too, where she's sort of bossy and where Zoe, I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't see that. I really can't foresee that happening with Zoe. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, we'll don't see. I, I just, well. I just, I, I just wonder kind of like if she becomes a good salesperson, it is another way to upend the power structure in the agency. Yeah. Well, the way Which, you see. Right. And yeah. I wanted to ask you something about Susan too, because in, I don't know if you listened to that interview with, with George Olson I told you about that I put up, but um, I was saying to him how I was actually kind of surprised that, okay, with Luke and the way he was acting and everything, mm-hmm. Susan sort of backed off a little bit and just was like, well, then I'm going to stay at my house and I'm not going to answer his calls, which I thought was really funny and I enjoyed. But I was, like, surprised at first that happened. But then I, I also think that maybe, and, and I said this to him, but he said probably sounded like it could be right. I kind of wonder, though, Susan thinks that, like, well, if I don't do it, he's eventually going to come crawling back to me because he needs me. You know, and that that's kind of her. Yeah, play. I think there's a little. I think that's a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think I, yeah. I agree with you. I think that she's a little bit like, you know what? I ran this place. I'm so good. I don't need this baloney. Let me stay home, and you call me when you need me to save you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly where she is. Um, yeah. Little did she know that her house was possessed. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think, and that was the other thing. I don't think she was paying as much attention to it maybe as she should have because she was worried about everything else at work. Um, now, this, this is the question I have. I assume that Susan is okay, but I don't know. And I question it, especially that there's going to be another real estate person coming in um, because uh, he did say that in the interview, and that has not been something that, that's been, like, you know, embargoed. Oh, or anything. And you don't, you don't about think it's Zoe? Talking, is, no, is there's another person coming, in? coming into the show. Another real estate oh, there person. Is. Coming yes, and because he's talked about it in other interviews too, um, and, and it's in there. If you if you look at it, it's it's in a couple episodes of thing. I'm kind of assuming that it's just while she's not there, maybe, because I yeah. hope that Susan is, you know, okay. I have no clue what it's about. I just know that 
that yeah. he said that there was another real estate person in the team coming. Um, but so, I mean, there's going to be more shifted dynamic, I'm guessing, with that. Um, and there's already such a big ensemble. But, I mean, maybe it's just because it, they can have it work because they're, like, on the real estate side. Because the other people in the in the team, they each kind of have their own, you know, like Augie's the tech guy and Phil oh, yeah. is the one who stays there and seems to figure everything out. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I was kind of surprised that they're, that, they're t- that they're bringing somebody in and that they're revealing that because it definitely was not something they said not to post. So, uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Well, before we leave this, what do you think about that bit where Augie invented this little implant that you wear behind the ear that could tell you if there's like a ghostly presence around or whatever? I'm not, I'm not perhaps saying that correctly, but. And I know like everybody kind of everybody kind of poo poos it, and Luke is like, "Oh, really? I'm not wearing that on a date." And then he wears it, and he gets the, you know, it 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 blows his ear, and he's like, "Oh, forget it." He pulls it out, and he doesn't even think about it. Now maybe it's because he was glamored by the vampire, or is it because he's dismissive of because he doesn't want? Yeah, that's what I kind of wonder. Where it's like he that's his thing. And I think he's still resentful that he can't do it. And I feel yeah. like he's like, you can't just replace me with a tech, with a little piece of equipment. A little tech, yeah. 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 Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, maybe that, maybe that's just something they're going to have so that way they can get around his problem until Could he it be a way gets that, it back. Because I'm assuming eventually they, he's probably going to get his power. I mean, I don't know. But I, I kind of assume that eventually he might get his power back. Um, well, I've I've read like one or two spoilers for later in the season, um, that I don't really want to say out loud, but that might say like I've read a spoiler about something about whether he comes to terms with it or whether he gets it back or whether like I think there's going to be a little bit of a development there. Okay. Based on something I read about, if you probably read it also, you probably are. I mean, it's not. It, it, no, I it, haven't. I just like channel marketing told me. <laughs> that was why I knew yeah. about it because he outright yeah. told me. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of sick of him being a jerk. I'm not sure how many episodes I'm gonna watch of Jerk Luke. Yeah, and and I I think part of the problem is is that and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's because Tim and Luke both are just like so like nice, <laughs> or at least before. I mean, well, Luke Tim was always like, great. Nice, yeah, he's awesome. he's so nice, and that's yeah. what I said too. It's like it's kind of hard to see him sometimes be nasty on this show because yeah. it just doesn't. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to, um, you know, I mean, to, in every to, to, in every interview, every yeah, interview he ever so gives, sweet. he's great. Plus, you and I have both met him and talked to him, and he was super sweet. Yeah, right? and like, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, and so it, but, it doesn't necessarily fit with with Tim. But regardless of Tim, even Luke was like you know, a nice character, and it seems so out of character that he's, I mean, I get it. It makes sense with the story, but I think the fact that he went from the way he was to the way he is, it's kind of like, I miss the old Luke. He always, like, last season, that character again. he was very caring. Like, he was very caring yeah. towards Megan. Of course, he was in love with her, but even before he fell in love with her, he was very caring, and he was always very caring towards all of his homeowners, I think, who had to get rid of a ghost. And he was very caring towards all the ghosts. Like, he wanted to help them to, like, do their thing, right? 
and yeah. to move on. He's very caring, and now he's like Mr. Like jerky guy. And I get it that he has issues, but like move on. Yeah, that's Don't why move I said, on right like, now. I miss, I, can, the, I miss the old Luke. <laughs> maybe if he does get his powers back, maybe he'll be less that way. Yeah. I, don't I mean, I can I can take a few more episodes of this kind of character yeah. development. I kind of like it. But, he, like, I, I know there's no way they're making him, like, just a jerk forever. Yeah. And that he and Susan will figure it out. So, all right, shall we? What's next? Yep. Well, anyway, oh, along. we've got to wait. About oh, go ahead. We didn't really talk, though, about the fact that, oh, Susan, like, I mean, getting started sucked into her house. Like, yeah, yeah, she got sucked into the wall. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. Not, that was really surprising. So it's not I'm just her. It's not just her non-branded smart speaker that's possessed. It's her actual house, like, sucked her through the wall. And she's literally, yep. like, disappeared into her house. So, yeah, I don't think it just doesn't want her to leave or, or what's going on there. No, and I, and I, I kind of, while well, we just said we don't really like Cranky Luke, um, I like the way they set it up that Luke might not come looking for her for some amount of time because she's made it clear she wants to be left alone. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why I said maybe that's why there's somebody else. I don't know. We'll yeah. have to, to wait and yeah. see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I hear, do, yeah. but I hope she comes back. I like her. <laughs> I mean, I want her to come back. She'll be back. But She'll yeah, be back. She's a great actress. She'll be, she's a yeah, star of the show. You're right. that's, yeah. that's a good point, the fact that she's, like, been purposely ignoring him, and if he realizes that, will he just think she's still ignoring him? He's like, don't call me. I'll call you. Like, how long is it going to be before they... Realize before they, gone. yeah, before they look for her, yeah. So, all right, did I hear AJ chime in? Was AJ like moving along, girls? I am here. I am here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, all right. What's next? Loki. You guys want to move on? Loki. 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 Yeah. Loki works. Yes. All right. So let's hear from let's hear from AJ for starters because he's been so quiet for so long. Sounds good. This was fun. Oh, I got to say it. I was right. <laughs> I'm happy I was right. <laughs> that Loki what about that Loki, that Loki pruned himself? Yeah, Loki I pruned himself. Yep. Like we had talked yep. about that yep. last time. Yep. I'm glad they I did. Phone, it was funny. As soon as the phone started ringing, I was like, this is that moment. I was like, this is when he prunes himself. I was like, I see it coming. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of um, I, I, You know, though, I got to say, I was a little confused at one point, though, because they had the two concurrent things going of them trying to get in the suit and get across the loom. And at first I thought, I'm like, this has to be that other scene. This is like going back. But they did. it, it was like a little confusing at first. And then I finally figured it out. But, uh, yeah, that was good. They went back and we finally got to got to see that. Yeah, I mean. Because we had questioned that before. I thought it was- I thought it was a really great episode. I mean, everything was so suspenseful. Yeah, and I was really, um, really shocked when um, the the variant of, of He Who Remains, like, turned into whatever you want to call it, he turned into. That was really, to me, really surprising. I did not expect that. Yeah, no, that was definitely unexpected. Um, but everything about the episode was great. I like I like the scene with uh, Timely and Ouroboros where they're like, "You're him and you're him and," and they like trade books. 
Yeah, and they wanted them to sign each to sign the book. And I loved what I thought was really great. I'm like, we were just talking about the whole chicken and the egg thing, and like they totally brought it up. Well, who wrote the book? I thought that was yeah. Because yeah. it made me think of our discussion we had. The only thing I did not like about this episode was the very ending. I like yelled at the TV when it cut off. I'm like, why would you stop it there? I, so really? I, you totally, I mean, I had... you totally saw it coming. You totally saw it yeah, coming. There's but, no way you couldn't have yeah. seen that coming. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, it made no. me a little mad. I, had some, yeah. I actually had some issues from the beginning. So, you know, I, I have felt that the last, that the middle part of the season here has been a little bit too much chasing each other around and around in a circle. And and the story was becoming a little, to me, like chasing after this this MacGuffin and that MacGuffin and this and that. And, and you know I don't enjoy Jonathan Majors, Victor Timely. I, I just don't enjoy that character. Um, I get what he represents in the story. I just don't like I just don't like how they're doing that, right? So as I watched this episode, I was like, oh, here's more of this. Like, and now I got them all chasing. Like, to me, it was becoming repetitive. And then it sort of broke itself out and, and went in a, you know, started to move it forward and went in a good direction. I don't know if you guys, I know you guys don't feel the same way, but you might get what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, oh, this is like episode four of only six. And like, we've been... Shades yeah, since episode two, right? I tend um, to forget there's only six episodes. Yeah, a lot of it, I I see what you're saying, and some of that probably could have been maybe cut I mean, and put onto something more important. I also don't love. I feel like Loki. Okay, compared to season one, Loki and Sylvie are like a little bit neutered. Like, Loki and Sylvie were the main characters driving season one, partly through their anger and their questioning and their full commitment to free will. And they uh, still haven't dealt with anything either. Like, no. I hope well, they're not going to drop that. Interpersonally, they're almost never together in a scene. They've not dealt with that at all. But I also feel like, like, they have not really, like, how long have we waited for Loki to do math? Like, like, good Loki is interesting for a while, but, like, we are so away from Loki's true nature with both of them, right? And and they haven't really done, I don't know, I feel like Loki has basically just been a normal human with, of course he can't do magic in the TV, I get it, but I, I just well, feel like well, they were strained. The- the, the restrained off, then he, now he can. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the restrained Loki and Sylvie have been really less interesting to me than the season one Loki and Sylvie. Now, yeah, in this episode they they became less restrained until maybe they were annihilated or maybe not. Not, of course not, but maybe annihilated in the in the cliffhanger, right? Um, I mean, Sylvie's been barely in the show. Like, I, I'm not really, and Loki's been really. So anyway, I kind of liked how it turned around a little bit, um, and they allowed a little more room in the, particularly in the second half of this episode, for some, you know, more movement. Uh, Ravana. So I actually, I keep talking and talking. Ravana is horrible, and she, 
like on one on the one hand that was like annoying that she, I'm like why is she coming back oh my god she's the worst and, and like Ravana's the worst and Miss Minutes are the worst the story is bad when they're involved but I want to ask AJ because I understand that she and Kang are like partners in the comic books right like what we saw not exactly no, okay, but they – okay, when I say partners, I don't know what I mean so, by that, but they – In the – I mean, granted, comics are just – even if you think this is bad, the comics are even more convoluted than the show. It can be um, more convoluted than it already is. There's been so many iterations of Kang, but Sacred Timeline Kang, at least – who you think it? I mean, that's the, that's the problem. There's so many variants and so many theories and and retcons and whatnot. <clears throat> um, basically, um, Renslayer Kang is Kang is Kang meets Renslayer. He Kang falls in love with Renslayer, and okay. she dies. She dies, and he loses his shit. So then he figures out how to go to alternate realities, and then he basically, he, you know, so he's basically looking for her in in, all, in alternate reality. That's how everything with Kang starts in the comics. That's what I was just gonna say. Is that why it splits like that? That's interesting. It has, and and the comics have gone, com, you know, completely. Uh, like that's the problem. I I'm not comparing this to the comics at all because you really can't because they could. They could pick any one of ten different iterations of Kang from the comics and and run with it, or just make their own. <laughs> and and you know, and what we're seeing here is uh, Renslayer is just as bad, if not worse, than him. And and the thing is, okay, I, like I don't even think she's bad. Yeah, I'm she's worse. Sure, like I don't even know if she's. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if she is a variant or if she is. Um. Sacred Timeline, uh, Renslayer. I'm not really sure wh- who she is originally. Not that it really probably even matters, because um, that's where right. we get into the, you know, the really shady, not paint. You know, doesn't matter part of it. It's like, it's like, ah, eh, we're just gonna say this or that type of thing. Because when you, you start dealing with all these alternate realities and all these different, you know, versions of of characters and whatnot, it gets a little muddy. So. Yeah, um, I agree, though. Like, when she's on the screen, I'm just like, oh, can we move on to something else? Um, like, they, it, it's it's so funny considering, you know, who she started to as as in season one, and now she's just, like, a supervillain. She's just like, you know, I mean, she just murdered those people because they didn't want to join her. And, yeah. um, you know, other than what's-his-face there, um, I was – extremely surprised that um, that they killed Renslayer. Um, do I think it's the last we've seen of her? And, no. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Because with time travel and everything, you, you know, who the hell knows? Um, I thought it was really funny what they did in this minute, though, when they rebooted her. <laughs> that was hilarious. And I was very happy, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, Karen's going to love that because she hates Miss Minutes. I hate Miss um, Minutes. I did love that. Yeah, me and too. Did you, and did you see how Miss Minutes became like a total little bitch at the last second? And she's like, I have to tell you, you'll yeah. never be him, right? Like she. Yeah, you know what, though? 
I don't think that's what she wanted to tell him. I, I think that's what ended up yeah. coming out. But I feel like there was uh, a nugget of, of really important information that she didn't get to spit yeah. out. I feel like there was more to that scene. Um, I think you're probably right. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I've, kind of, I've kind of enjoyed the – It's been very, there's been so much going on so fast. And i got to say, actually, I thought Sylvie actually had a really strong moment in this episode. She got, like, really deep with uh, with Loki there. Um, and she was talking about how she, you know, with, she couldn't kill Timely because, you know, she actually saw him as a person as opposed to he who remained who was like, go ahead, I don't care, kill me. Yeah, whatever, you know. And it was like, you know, whereas Timely was like, please don't kill me. And she was like, oh, crap, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like, you know, and then, you know, Loki just has his own kind of logic for stuff. It's just hilarious. Um, I mean, look, I, I've always loved this show. I love Loki. I love Hiddleston. I just have felt like there's a lot of running around and chasing around lately that haven't really resulted in a, a lot of a lot of character development not so looking to a to a marvel show to have character development but i feel like we haven't really been able to like particularly loki and sylvie who are the and maybe mobius we haven't been able to really there's all this chasing around running around everybody's trying to kill each other isn't that right as i said it got a little tedious i'm I'm happy to see it maybe end if it had to be the annihilation of most of the characters fine um i i did you know, when you talk about Renslayer, AJ, and it, I kind of liked the way it was Loki, or it was actually Sylvia, I think, who who entrances him, enchants him, so that he, yeah, so that he, he yep. so that yeah, he kills was, Renslayer. It was uh, Sylvie. It was Sylvie, and then, you know, he later is um, unenchanted. I don't know that Brad will really care. I don't know how much. Ra- I mean, Brad has probably pruned a lot of people in his career we, with the KDA, we, we, we might, we may not, we not, not, might not even see Brad again. He worked for get squished, so I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, Brad seemed to have some qualms about killing in this episode, and yet in the end, he's like, in the end, he like, let them all die. The, so. the pull of his real life real or not real life as an actor in the in the prime timeline like made him it was worth it was worth I mean it's kind of crazy right that he felt it was worth pruning all these people that he clearly was like upset about um and then for for Sylvie to make him do it I don't know if we're going to see uh, like an outcome of that or not like will there be a revelation no, I don't know we may not but, even yeah. see him again for all we know we may never. Uh, and yet left. he's he's sort of a fan favorite kind of guy, but um, and it, it's far less important than all that stuff going on with Victor Timely and or 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 Ob and all them like trying to figure out the the loom and all that, which was the main storyline. It was a little crazy. It was pretty good. I'm not sure that I expected to end that way. I think I thought they were going to fix it, AJ. 
Probably because this was episode four of six. I thought they were going to fix it because um, it's not a show that has ten episodes to go, right? I don't know what I thought was going to happen. Um, I, I didn't really think that far ahead. I mean, he went outside and he unraveled, and I said, "Wow, that didn't work." <laughs> um, yeah, but you're right. With four, you know, with six episodes, I'm like, this episode four. But my my thinking kind of was, if they fix the loom now, what's left in the last two episodes? I mean, Renslayer's dead. Um, you know, Docs was, you know, Docs and her crew are now dead. It's like, what else is there if they fix the loom? Yeah, and so have you seen I mean, so a new trailer came out. Have you guys seen the trailer that came out for the, I mean, it's the trailer for the second half, but the second half is two episodes. So the new trailer out, Uh it's not really, to me, the new trailer is not actually, like, telling us a lot or showing us a lot. There are some scenes in it that appear to have been duplicated or deleted from the first part of the season. Which is crazy because are they deleted or are they like going through time again, right? Um, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, you so have you seen the trailer? Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, have you seen the trailer, Jamie? Okay, no. so there are things we've seen before. Like in the trailer, there's a scene. Remember, like early on in the season where where Loki was, they were trying to capture Brad, and Loki could finally do magic, and and he tripled himself, and there were three Hiddlestons like standing in the street. Like, we see that yeah. again. Or we see, but we also see scenes of of an alternate, like, we see Mobius's, um, Mobius in his real timeline life. Like, we see Mobius as a person just living his life in the timeline, selling jet skis for a living. And so we see a bunch of stuff that it's not clear if it's, I don't know. Some of it is it deleted scene. Some of it is it like uh, so. Apparently, what I've read is that they had intended to show the Moby's backstory in season one, and they didn't have time for it. They cut it. I don't know if those scenes were shot last year or if they were not, but they're in. Anyway, I watched it. I watched it twice. It gives me no freaking clue what's going to happen going forward. You can watch it, but it's not going to tell you what's happening, um, except for the way the MCU has previously played with time and quantum this and that and multiverse this and that, right? Like, just because they're all annihilated at the TVA, does that really mean that all the branches have to die? I don't know. I mean, we saw we saw Victor Timely shredded into, like, a million little bits of time, right, when he walks in there. I kind mm-hmm. of expected that – I kind of figured that, that – Loki would be like, I'll go in. I'm a god. I can handle it. Like, I was wondering if he would go in there. He didn't. They all blew up. Um, well, we don't know what happened. They faded to black. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole bunch of, uh, like, fan theories on MCU Reddit and, like, other things, like, what's going on there. Um Because the MCU oh, – oh, so here's the greatest theory I've read online. Um, so the whole show started when 2012 Loki managed to grab the Tesseract 
and the TVA comes and grabs him and is like, oh, Loki, you have to, you're a Marian, you got to move, right? So, like, it's 20, our, our prime Loki was 2012 Loki, and, and, like, now he's, his timeline, where we are right now in the show Loki is before a whole bunch of other MCU stuff, right? Like, before one, mm-hmm. before a bunch of other stuff. Um, and are we seeing a lot of, like, is he going to, and we're seeing Loki who was like, Loki the trickster, Loki stole the Tesseract, he was typical Loki, and we see last season this idea that Loki is offered the chance to rule, and Sylvie's like, no, 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 we can't rule, and he's like, let's think about it, which Loki's always wanted to rule, right? That's Loki's, like, and now he comes back around, he meets a guy named Ouroboros, whose whole thing is like a snake, like a circle, like a circular thing. Like what kind of a path is Loki on a circular path? And will we come around to Loki being the villain, the trickster again? And is that where this has to end? Is the whole thing, is the whole Loki show a loop? Is OB foreshadowing that? Is a whole bunch of other shit in the show foreshadowing that, that we're coming back to our original Loki because he can't change his nature? Could be. But I kind of feel like also, unless they do that and it's the end of the show, I don't know where they would go after that, though. I don't know. And there's a whole separate set of speculation about, and I don't want to get into this because we don't really want to talk about actors' personal problems, but does the MCU have a problem with Jonathan Majors? And, look, I just don't like Jonathan Majors' portrayal of Victor Timely. I just I – just, it has not really with me, regardless of anything happening in the actor's personal life. I just don't like – I told this last week. I hated Victor Timely. Um, Did we know if there's a season three? What? Do we it's know not really yet. yet. No, no, we don't no. know. But no. this is a chance for – is this a chance for the MCU because Timely is dead? Because Kang, Kang was killed, died, or whatever happened with Kang at the end of time. Well, Timely is killed. And, and well, no, but Kang, there was a whole thing with with um at the end of last season when when Kang was like, "Look, I'm going to let you two oh, he Loki's yeah. like what right?" And and he's gone, and Timely's gone. Like there is some online speculation. Could this be the end of the Jonathan Majors version of Kang? Yeah, I mean, they could, though, if they had to recast him, I'm sure, too. Oh, they could, I mean, they could do anything because they have a multiverse, right? Um, yeah. Although, I don't know how long this was, though this was shot was before, like, sort of the casting problem with him. But I'm just saying, I'm not saying that I think they should do that. I'm saying that's the online speculation. Uh, but I do like the idea of OB or Boris being sort of a foreshadowing kind of thing of, of the circular paradox that Loki's in right now. And can he really stay there? And does he have to go back to his own? I mean, I don't know. We know he died in the original 2012 timeline, but um, like, could can Loki really be this person? And is he ultimately coming back to be? I, I mean, we all love Loki the trickster not just a trickster. Loki is like a guy that's always letting everyone down. Uh, and and I have complained to you multiple times that I feel like they have not let Loki really process the betrayal and learn from the betrayal of Sylvie. Okay. 
And I do hope that they're going to have the two of them discuss things a bit. Yeah. Waiting for that. All right. I need to shut up now. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, is there something else? What? Oh, quantum leap. Oh, quantum leap. Yes, quantum leap. Oh, quantum leap was fun this week. I tell you what, I like quantum this season of quantum leap more and more and more. Um, yeah. Yeah, they. I just. I'm. I'm absolutely loving it. And and are we really going to have like a guest star every week? I think. I feel like that's what this season is. This season is a guest star week. We had. We had Tim Matheson this week. As oh, that actor. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's feeling you know, a little I mean, bit more like the original in that sense, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know one thing. I mean, the one thing I actually really really liked about this episode um, was the dynamic between Addison and uh, and Ben. Um, you know, I mean, you, you you knew it had to be coming, but it was. I thought they did a great job. Get you know having the audience feel both sides of it. You know, I mean, it's it's three minutes versus three years. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Ben left Ben left from the future and ended up where the hell he was first the first episode, which I can't remember now. Oh, the uh, the in that military ragtag bunch. Yeah, for him for him it was three minutes. For Addison, it's three years. So yeah. I get that, but I mean, what he said to her, you know, about I never would have given up on you. He's like, I literally jumped into the accelerator to save your life, and after three years, you're yeah. like, oh well. You yeah, know? He, I mean, he not that she was like, he, not that she was like, oh well, but. Like, and he yeah. says, like, I, I needed I you to time. wait. He says, like, yeah. you didn't wait three years. I would have waited forever for you, um, yeah. which I think is a little bit um, – I get it, but it's also a little bit, like, fantastical. Like, And what she said like, is right. Like, you weren't the one it happened to. Like, you can say that, but that doesn't mean you really would have either. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's speaking well, hypothetically, yeah. and she's speaking realistically. He's like, I never would have stopped waiting. And she's like, really? Because, like, you have to do it. Yeah, you're right, Jamie. Um, I, I did feel like he gave up a little, like he forgives her by the end of the episode, right? Um, and I think that's a little he bit. He forgives yeah, her, but he, he also a little says, bit quickly. Well, I don't think. I mean, I, you know what it is? I think. I think the juxtaposition of what the situation was happening with with Russell and his ex. I think it kind of, you know, helped him see what's go- you know, with him and Addison, like compare the two and everything. And I mean, he was all gung ho. He's like, "Yeah, Russell, we're gonna get your wife back. We're gonna get her back." And then, you know, when it came time for it, and she, you know, and and the ex gave her whole spiel to Russell. You can kind of see Ben go like, like the, he had like this aha moment, you know, you know, which is yeah. when him and Addison had a more <laughs> adult conversation. Um, but I love the way he ends it with, okay, well, you know, you're over me and I need to get over you now. So you can't be my hologram anymore, which I thought was great, but I love the look of her on her face. 
you know. Well, yeah, yeah I agree. But it's like but it's I, not I mean, fair to see right. and, But what I'm saying, I'm, I'm being selfish because I think it's going to be great for the show because I, I think most of the time we're going to probably get Ian in the, in the chamber, but it also opens it up for um, – to see Jen, because the episode that Jen was, the hologram was great. That was, that was a lot of fun, because she was like, you know, Jen, you always see, she's always great at everything, and this is the one thing she was like, what am I doing? And then she's kind of like, hey, this is kind of fun, you know? Um, so I think it's, and, you know, maybe even get magic in the chamber at some point. So I think that's going to add to it a little bit. Um, yeah, one reason I like Ian in the chamber is Ian kind of reminds me of Al. In, in the way he handles himself yeah. and everything, um, just that kind of quirky nature, like like the uh, the episode in the bank, um, when Ian like yeah. he shows up and he and he's standing in the middle of the counter, so it looks like his upper half of his body <laughs> yeah, is just sitting funny. on the counter, and Ben's like, yeah. uh, just could you move over a little? And he, and Ian looks down. And he's like, oh yeah, sorry. Like that was a totally an Al thing. Al used to do shit like that all the time. So that just kind of reminded me of that, and I just feel like it's going to have that same kind of well, that's feel funny to it. too, though, because at the beginning they always did it so like she didn't run into anything. And she, I know because I remember talking to her about that, and like them happened to make sure they filmed it so you don't they don't touch each other and stuff. So that's kind of interesting because it's one like the opposite there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's gonna, yeah. You know. I'm gonna. I, I. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. These first four episodes of the season, I've really enjoyed it. Like, they, they've kind of stuck it into a new gear. Um, this whole idea of this, him being gone for three years, I think, is a very interesting uh, idea. I mean, I. I agree with you, and we and we all three agreed last week that the idea, like, I think that the Ben and Addison relationship was not sustainable probably for multiple seasons, the two of them being romantically linked. Like we played that out in season one in a good way. I enjoyed it, but this is a great twist and a great way to, to change that. I also really loved Ben being like, look, you came in my hologram. Like you moved on. It's been three years for you. It's been three days for me. I can't, I, I can't do it. I think we all have dated someone that when you break up, sometimes it goes really well. Sometimes you're like, look, I can't, I can't be your friend. I can't hang out with you. It's just not right. Right. Like I, I can't ever talk to you again. And that's kind of where he is right now. It's a little different because sometimes he has to rely on her for his life. But I, I love that. And I think we all love the idea of putting everyone else in the chamber. Um, as AJ says, maybe more in. Um I I think Ben let her off the hook a little bit when there was a part where he was like, I get it, you, like, I, I think he was a little, I mean, look, we can't we can't have a show where they hate each other and he's like, fuck you, I'll never talk to you again, you bitch, right? Like, that <laughs> yeah. Has to happen. We have to, it's so hilarious. We have to see them have some sort of, whatever, right? We have to be understanding. Um, but I do like that. But I kind of like, so there was this whole thing going on also where it appears that Ian might have bought a, a like a black market chip or he, he got involved with some yeah. shady person to buy a chip to help search for Ben. So, and it, 
turns out they're yeah. sucking data, right? Yeah, but they're like fine so or something. Rachel, like. yeah. Rachel's, yeah, he got the chip from Rachel's boss. He's a high-tech um, computer guy. And he and Rachel are together, Ian by had him, Yeah, well, maybe not after the last episode. Rachel seems mm-hmm. a little pissed off at him again. Um, yeah. So Ian got this special, had him make this chip so that he could look for uh, Ben and, on you know, Rachel's boss put in, um, you know, uh, kind of like a Trojan horse to piggyback data and send it back to that com- his company, um, yeah. basically steal secrets. Um, right. It's some now, kind of like energy it, data now, or whatever. Now, the, yeah. fact that, the fact that this is even a storyline leads me to believe this is going to be interesting, I think, and I think it's going to be actually important because otherwise, why is the storyline yeah, in there? Is it just, is the storyline there just for Ian's relationship, or is the storyline mm-hmm. there because this is going to turn out to be something very theory. important? That was the other like, thing I like, wanted to ask like, today, and I ran out of talking. Well, well here's, <laughs> I have a theory, too. I, I think, I I think this theory? is going to tie into Leaper X. Oh, really? I think... It's going to tie into Tom. I think. I think that's a good possibility. I think that Addison's boyfriend, Tom, like, oh, what a coincidence that some super powerful Pentagon guy hooked up with Addison right when Ben was dead, and now there's someone who's stealing data. And he and he also had a very bullshit bullshit speech in this episode where he's like, oh, you guys. What if, like, sacrifice is what's driving the yeah, that was right? Like, he, he, he had this stupid speech yeah. where he's like, what if it's not quantum blah, blah? What if, it's that, what if it could only ever be one way? What he, what he basically said was, like, what if it's not a two-way leap? What if it's only one way? I get that, and that's an interesting theory, but I feel like... Like, well, like you said, it's got to make sense science-wise. I right? kind of like he, wonder, though, that it would make sense that he's involved in that, too, though, because... I mean, and, and I don't know, but I would assume that probably eventually they're going to have Ben and Addison be friendly again. So to me, it would make sense if it ends up that he's bad or something, because that would be a reason for see, them I to don't break like up that. and Ben and her to end up together. I don't like it. I could see that. See, I don't, I don't like it. See, I don't like it because I, I, I don't like cheap reconciliation. Like, if, if, and I'm not saying I want Ben and Necessarily well, need Ben and Addison back together, but if, if Ben and Addison, oh, hold on, if Ben and Addison end up back together, I want it to be because Ben and Addison choose to be together, not, not because, just, not oh, it, tur- it turns yeah. out your, it turns out your boyfriend right. is, is a villain, so there's no reason for us not to be together now. That's like, okay. I don't, I hate that. Yeah. I, I, I've seen that. Yep. I've seen that in too many We've things, and I hate that. I absolutely hate that because it feels like it's it's a forced decision and not a choice. Um, now, it, it, I, I, it's not a bad theory. I just don't like if you know. I the mean, outcome. I mean, I mean, if, if they like, want to, he's bad, and they still don't get back together. 
And then, like, right. you know, down the road, they get back together. I mean, that could be. Yeah, exactly. But I see what you're saying. That can I work. agree with yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I and it, like speaking it. of Tom, though, I, I try to hope this is an episode where Tom needs to be the hologram because, oh, just purely be because, awesome, like, something, ha- yeah. something happens where, like, Addison, Addison, Addison Jen, Ian, and, and Magic all get, like, locked in a room that they can't get out of, like something, the place glitches and locks them down, and it's like, you know, and, and Tom's really the only, plot. yeah, and Tom's the only one that can go into the imaging chamber, <laughs> that he's that the only one that has funny. access, that would be amazing, <laughs> I really hope it something like that happens, but anyway. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, be- but, these, but you, Karen's theory and my theory could actually work together. Um, Tom could be involved with this whole chip thing, and it could be something that, like I said, is going to lead into Leaper because Leaper X hasn't even left yet. This is, you know, Leaper X is something that happens in the future. Right, yeah. So, you know, and, and I could, don't know. It could, all, that could all be, it could be connected. It could all be connected. It Tom could, could be connected it, to Rachel's boss and then that be connected to Leaper X, the whole thing. Well, and it would be good because, like, last season we had, like, we, what they thought was Leaper X, they had Martinez, the, the backwards Leaper, well, he who was, Leaper. like, playing against... Well, he was Leaper X, yes, and he was fighting against Ben, right? And so we had this, like, ex- external guy. And so we don't really have one yet. I mean, we do have, like... I mean, Tom's the external guy in the sense that Ben's a little bit Addison, Tom's a little bit Addison. Uh, but it's very, you know, human and whatever. Like, we don't really have a big threat out there yet. Could it be Tom? I don't know. The only thing I was going to say, and granted, this doesn't necessarily mean that they won't down the road, but that other interview I did with Chris made it sound like, at least for now, the Leaper X and the Futurist storyline, and that is kind of resolved. Because I remember he seemed sort of like surprised right, right now. That, mm-hmm. like that was, yeah. yeah. So at least in the near future, I don't think there's that's like I don't think they're going to come back around to leap wrecks anytime soon. But but that's what I'm saying. If, if, if that's the thing. That's I'm one of those storylines. But this is <clears throat> sorry. Um, it doesn't have to come back up right now. What I'm saying is this current storyline could lead into it. Like say season three, you know, it all come you know starts coming back together. You know, I'm not yeah. expecting it to happen right away. It's going to be one of like a you know, it, it's a setup storyline. That doesn't even need to yeah. be mentioned all the time. It's just like little breadcrumbs here and there. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect NBC, the way they run shows right now, to let this show never have an external threat. Like, this cannot be, this is not going to be a character-driven show where they're all, like, about, like, are we in love or are we not in love? Like, there will be existential threats from yeah. other <laughs> people leaping at some point. Now, maybe not. Eventually, maybe um, I, I mean, I, I'd i like to see that. I, I'm intrigued by Tom being a bad guy, maybe, which is my current theory. But I also really would like to see, I, I mean, Jamie and I talked a little bit when we texted about Ian being like a person who's been really involved in some critical flaws last season. Uh, first of uh-huh. all, Last season, Ian's the only person who survives the nuke and, like, is central to everything that happens at the... We also know at some point, right? Too. 
That's yeah, what I want to see. Know, like, what leads yep, to that? We know Ian eventually leaves. And now we know that Ian, like, made a shady deal to get a super chip to try <laughs> to find Ben. And now appears like they're, like, he, he, there's a bunch of, like, shit circulating around Ian, which maybe is what this season is going to circle around also, which would be great. I'd love that. Yeah. Yep. The problem is well, that I have no confidence that NBC will renew a show until it's actually renewed, and so I, I, I'm driving towards the finale because I don't know that I'll get a third season and then a finale, right? NBC I think is a lot of it a short is going to have to do with what happens with the strike, though, because it seems like a lot of stuff has that has been the case, because like even stuff that we knew that they renewed, they have since. Yeah, I guess. Don't, get, so, me, don't, don't get me started. No, I know, but at least we know. I, I feel though, like they got to be putting a lot into it, though, if they like went clear to Egypt for the show. Not that that necessarily means anything. They did a lot online, yeah. Positive, the fact that they did something that big. I mean, not that you know the networks can't afford to do that, but they don't do it all the time. It's not like, yeah, I don't I like know. The Walking Dead. What are you doing? But it's <laughs> last year. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think that's going to be cool. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I think coming up, but yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But um, I, yep. I was just going to say, because I did talk to, um, uh, I don't know how you say, Gregaris and um, Martin Garrow today. Uh, I don't. I was hoping to get that up for the episode tomorrow, but I don't think that that's going to feasibly happen. But um, the interview is pretty much about stuff in the future anyway, so I'm not sure that it necessarily matters. But um, that will be up pretty soon, and I asked them about okay, a lot cool. of stuff in the future um, of the show, cool. a lot of cool stuff that's coming. So people have have that to look forward to. Uh, Great. It'll be posted soon once I get it transcribed and written up. Great. Fun. All right. That was good. I just wish I'd had more time because I still had more questions. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how it always goes, though. Never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know, yeah. Um, you guys have another show yet, don't you? Indeed, yes. yeah. Okay. Well, I just going to say before you go, there's another show coming out, um, and, and I'm only thinking of this now because I have an interview tomorrow, Beacon 23. There's a sci-fi show coming out. What's that? MGM. Um, let's see here. Let me get the little blurb because I'm going to screw it up. Beacon 23? I've never even heard of it. Memory. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't either. It's, um, let me see the thing here, and I'll read it to you because it sounds pretty good. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but. It, it says it takes place at the farthest reaches of the Milky Way and follows after a government agent in Halen, a stoic ex-military man whose face becomes entangled after they find themselves trapped together inside one of the many beacons that serve as a lighthouse for intergalactic travelers. And it's it's about artificial intelligence and, and different things. It's um, on MGM, and it's uh, Luna Headley is the the star. And oh, yeah? Interesting. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that I'm, I'll be finding out more about that. I gotta watch them, yeah. But um, that's coming up. That's MGM. Unfortunately, that means you have to pay for it to see the series. That's the only thing that kind of thinks about that. 
But then again, so many of the things are streaming now. I just wish there, there's like so many different networks. You can't, those kind of things, you can't afford everything, you know. They need, they yeah. need to consolidate or make them cheaper. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. that sounds good. And that's coming out in the near future. So that reminds me of this new show that's coming out on um, Apple TV that's called Monarch. And it's coming out, I think, um, it's called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. And it's basically yep. like a backstory. Is it's it a backstory? No. Yeah, it's a back- it explains how it's, Godzilla it's back- fits yeah. in the yeah. whole monster thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a backstory about, about the Monarch company. Yeah. Wait, what? Um, well, it's about how the whole, like the Monarch company, I mean, if you've watched a bunch of, so you might need to watch a All few the monster, movies. monster movies yeah. to understand the Monarch company. Um, and you probably have to watch the modern day one. Not the old timey, but you got to watch well, the yeah. modern day, like Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla, like King Kong, Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta watch the modern, the the modern monster verse movies. Would probably help you understand how the Monarch Company came to be, and yeah, yeah. This is not a show that maybe you can just jump into. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited to watch it. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I mean, maybe you could jump into it because it, it is a prequel. So. Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of a show about I think I think what it's about is so when Godzilla first pops out like in whenever he shows up, right? And then like a couple other monsters show up whether those are I don't know if they're Mothra or whoever or whatever, but how the company that the monarch company that becomes this company that's trying to deal with these monsters comes to be. Right? Is that a short version? Yeah. Anyway, Jay, like you and I both within get, the movies, then within the movie franchise, huh? within the modern day no, movie but franchise, it's part yeah. Of the movie, it's fictional, then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. see, that's yeah, what yeah, you were confusing me because I didn't know what you're talking about. I thought you meant it was the company that made the monster movie. That's where I was lost. Never mind. No, no. Monarch. Monarch is not becoming the movies. In I know, the but I movies, that's why I was confused. That makes more sense. In okay. the movies, <laughs> Monarch is an organization that is attempting to deal with the monsters. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant well, – that's why I thought, like, you maybe you meant some kind of documentary thing. That's why I couldn't figure out what you're talking about. Like, i got to look this up. You, you, it makes more sense now. My brain was not connecting the pieces. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Monarch is, like, this company that's, like, trying to study and understand monsters and also kill them. And so they are around from the first Godzilla and from the first King Kong, which in the, in the modern reboots are from, like, the 70s or whatever, right? And so, yeah, they're all the same universe. That's what I was so those are a backstory. I don't know if to watch it or not. I mean, I think if you pay for Apple TV, which costs like $6 a month, whatever, watch it and see if you like it or Going not, up, right? But, but I've watched all those movies, so I'm kind of excited to see it. AJ, you have watched all those monster movies also, right? Some good, some bad. Yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah, I don't think I've seen them. 
Uh, have you ever seen a Godzilla movie, Jamie, ever? I might have seen one of them a long, long time ago. I mean, I've seen King Kong, but, like, okay. I, I don't know enough. Like, I don't remember enough about the mythology of it to know, like, for it to, to you know, really... mean anything that you're saying. I, I've seen There's... um. The they're basically, I mean, you could probably watch it. They're basically a giant creature like Godzilla or King Kong appears. Um, maybe because we fucked up the planet, but he doesn't really want to kill us. He just wants to be understood, but let's kill him anyway. Um, it's kind of the whole premise of all the yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Jimmy, but AJ, I want to watch Monarch. I'm looking forward to it. I was going to cancel my Apple subscription, and now i got to keep it. Yeah. So I watch this okay. show. Hopefully it'll be good. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Well, I am going you to get like going, guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, we you tend Hi, to Jimmy. like the stuff on Apple. A lot of it's good. Okay, I will talk to you guys soon. Have All a good cool. night. All right. Have a good week, Jamie. Good night. Have a good week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, AJ, we just have Invasion, right? Is that it? Yes, that's it. Just Invasion. Season finale of Invasion. Wow. Um, Some stuff I loved. I, I mean, I liked this episode. It made me think about the whole season, what I loved and didn't love. Um, How'd you like it? It was intense, uh, and you were correct. The kids were definitely searching for Luke. They channeled through Luke to the uh, portal up here <laughs> and stopped yeah. the monsters. I love that, that scene, cool. and I kind of hated that scene also in some ways. You know why I hated it? Why? I was thinking of our conversation last week when I was like, these French doctors are the worst, and they don't watch the oh, yes. ever. And I was like, these kids are totally, like, this is a huge moment where the kids are, you know, they, they find Luke, they're fighting aliens, whatever. And I love how Alfie's like, Alfie said, my favorite line might be when Alfie says, this yeah. is some straight up exorcist shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, he goes, and everybody's are... head starts spinning, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there are zero adult doctors. They're all like, Casper, Casper, Casper's great, Casper's great, ooh, Casper. I'm like, oh, my God, these kids are totally, like, saving the world right now or whatever they're doing. I don't know if they're saving the world, but they're saving everybody who's in Oklahoma. Well, they're, and they're, I, opening, they're opening the portal for, for soldiers to go through so that they can meet up with Cass to be led to victory. Yeah, and they don't know that they're probably that that Mitsuki's part of that, but everyone like it's it's a dramatic climax, right? Everyone's involved, and these doctors are like, "Oh, let's be sure that Casper has a drawing." To, I'm like, "What? These French doctors are the worst!" Oh my God, kids, please get away from them! I was like so yes, enraged. Yeah, the, the, that. yeah, those those are adults are just there to be there. They're the worst. They're, the they're worst. not actually they're not actually useful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff I really liked. I, I, you know, I, I think that we knew it was coming, but the way all the storylines finally kind of 
connected. They did make it like. Well, yeah, I love when Cal see. I love when Cal's on on the monitor, and he sees Trevante, and he's like, "I know him. Leave him alone." <laughs> he's like, "He helped me." Yeah, I was a little bit mad actually. Like the president of the world of the WBC, she was a total jerk yeah. in this episode, right? And yeah. Cass is like, no, I, you know, I know I want to book me. And she's like, whatever. Who is he? Lock him up. I wanted Casper to be like, shut up, president. I don't go if he didn't go. Like, I wanted Casper to stand up a little more for Travante. Right? Yeah, he was like, um, yeah, he's like, I trust him. And the president's like, well, I don't. (laughs) And I'm like. What has he done not to trust him? I mean, he's gotten to your facility. I mean, look what he's done. Look how much he's figured out on his own without you. You might want to trust him, especially since it's all based on Cass's information. Yeah, as far as we know, she stays in the conference room for the entire two seasons. Like, what do we care what she does, right? And he's like, I trust Javante. He's like, I don't. Like, what? She's really not a good president, I think. And at the end of the show, she's praying. At the very, very end, she's like, oh, president. In fact, she says something like, oh, I've had a really hard life, mostly suffering, and I never asked you for help, and I'm asking you right now. And I, you know what I thought of? You know what you thought of right then, right? Mm. I do I not. Of Mr. Echo. I thought of Mr. Echo saying like, oh. I did not ask for the life I was given, but it was given nonetheless, yeah. and with it I did the best I could. Yep. Um, She's a jerk, and she was neat. I'm like, what? Like, if Casper wants this guy to go with him, let him go with him. Of course, yeah. we know that the reason is because they will eventually join up, and we have to let that happen in a different organic kind of fashion, right? Yes. Um, and, of course, it did happen. It did. And they're going to the, now they're going to the Emerald City. <laughs> they're following the blue, the blue. They're following the blue walls. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Like I, I'm not sure that's my favorite CGI of the entire show. The blue walls are a little. It reminds um, me a bit of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire when they go into the labyrinth of hedges, right? It, it's a labyrinth. It is yeah. a labyrinth, right? That's what I think of. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but I don't know, I think it's kind of cool. It actually reminds me of Tron. Oh, yeah. Kind of does. How did you, so maybe we should think about this. How did you like each character is the way it all went? Like, Mitsuki and Maya, the way it went with them. Um, I, um, I have a feeling we're going to have similar thoughts on this. Go ahead. I kind of liked where Mitsuki goes with it, and she's like, listen, I have to let go. I have to let go of my earthly, like, I'm like, oh, you finally let go of your earthly whatever. I mean, she's been moving towards letting go of her love affair, but I didn't like the way Maya is so clearly, like, in love with her, and she's holding her hand, and she's like, I'm grounding you, and remember that... I can't remember. There are no memories of your past. It's only you and me. I'm like, what? Come 
on. Right? Like that old bit where she's like, you can only no, remember that. your time with me. Remember I touched your hand? Remember this or that? And then and then Misty's like, whatever, get away from me. I can only do it without you. Now, I, I get why, why Mia went in that direction with the tethering, simply because she doesn't know enough about Misty because Misty has been very close to off this whole time. So for her to... Okay, that's fair. You're right. Wouldn't have worked because she. So I I agree with that. I agree with that part. I do feel like Mia has this whole time. I mean, has clearly fallen in love with Mitski. Um, not knowing nothing about her, I don't know how she's fallen in love with her because she just clearly right. in this episode said, "I don't know enough about you, but they, I'm in love with you." Only talk about say that I'm in love with you. They never. But they yeah. only talk about yeah. aliens. Yeah, they have no relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of not bothered me the whole time, but it's definitely something that's like, I mean, I don't know. I like the Miski stuff I thought was great when she's like, you need to let me go. You need to, you know, here you go. Here's your headset. Let me go. Let me go chill with the aliens so I can open this door and, you know, we can kick some ass. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I love that. Um I have complained a lot about Mitski over the last two seasons. I mean, partly because I don't, I haven't always, uh, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, can hear you. Can you hear right now? Yeah, I, mean, I I've compl- Sorry. I've complained about her a lot because I haven't always loved this idea that Mitski's the number one greatest relationship ever in the world. She's so wrapped She's so wrapped up in her own relationship and what that meant. I do think the actress who I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say her name, but I'm gonna speak Japanese. Shioli Katsuna is is maybe the best actress on the actor on the entire show. She's incredible in all of her scenes, right? She's amazing. Um, she really communicates emotion. And look, she had to do multiple scenes with a giant CG iridescent blob and I thought she did a she's an, she's a great actress right yeah she's really good I, I, everybody's I really good that she, and she's really I think the way she I think she has made the blob seem like a like a character like the blob is an alien yeah and what I think of the aliens and what I feel of the aliens is because Shirley Katsuma made me feel that, right? Um, which is amazing. But I did, you know, I did not, I, I, I often felt like Mitsuki was very, like, held up in her own grief and drama. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you complained about it every week that she, you know, talked about her, her love affair with Hanada was, like, the greatest love affair ever, and she couldn't get past it. And now it seems like she yeah. kind of finally got past it, actually. <laughs> I mean, she kind of got more than that because she kind of was like giving her life for the whole planet in the end, right? Like she was, yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty she much. She didn't pass it for a long time. But I kind of agree with you that I don't really like the part where Maya's maybe in love with her or certainly in love with her. And I don't, I wouldn't want to feel that it was Maya who helped her get where she is. Like, I feel like losing Hinata, doing her thing, 
is totally by herself. She didn't really need oh, yeah. the love of, of Maya to help her, right? Right? Oh yeah, no, she did that that was that was all on her own. You know, the whole Maya being in love with her thing, I mean I mean, there might even be a little bit of an attraction for Mitsuki towards Maya, but not to the extent that Maya had anything other than scientifically um helpful for what Mitsuki just accomplished. Mitsuki right. did that on her own. I think so, yeah. And the part where Mitsuki's like, get off me because I got to go and be with these aliens. Like, stop trying to, like, hold me back. <laughs> get off right? me. Get off me. I got to be with the aliens. <laughs> no, but she's like, you're trying to hold me back. You're trying to keep me here. I get that. I don't love it because it was it was grounded more in emotion than any kind of science or real thing that we saw, right? She's sort of like, my, you got to let me go so I can – Stop grounding me. I gotta let go. I, I mean, I get that part of the story, but I also was like, really? Like, she really feels like, like she's been so obsessed with Hinata. Whatever. Um, like she's obsessed with Hinata, and then to be like, Maya, stop holding me back. I'm like, wait, you didn't like notice her? Like, you can't even like every week. You're like, oh, Hinata. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But it was kind of cool, I guess, how she eventually, like, like over the course of this season, she gave up that person, and now she gives up everything, and she sort of, like, like she falls to the ground at the end. Like, do we think she's dead? I mean, I don't. Do you? I don't but, think she's dead. I think she, she might be catatonic, like, the, like those other people. Yes, um, yes. So there's that, but um, and that'll be interesting to see how that plays next season if she is, <laughs> what her storyline will be like. Right. Oh, let's see what Mitsuki, what's Mitsuki's up to. Oh, she's sitting in a room with the other people tapping the table. <laughs> right. Well, and considering that every other character almost met up, I mean, not not purely together, but every other character is like found a place and like we've got all the Oklahoma people, yeah. the English, you know. The yeah, English, every, every, I mean, people. pretty much other than Nitsky, everybody's either in Oklahoma or, you know, the kids. And and even mm-hmm. that, that, they found a way for the kids to meet, you know, Captain Trevante got together. Um, so. Yeah. Um So, yeah, I don't know where we want to take this. So the whole, like, thing with Luke and Anisha, I mean, I guess I was a little disappointed that, not disappointed, but we only had 10 episodes, and we can't have every story be completed. But um, in season one and early season two, the, you know, the story of Anisha trying to save her children was really compelling. She was really a main character, and we, I, I think I really connected to her in a way, right, as we all did. And then in these last few episodes, like, Luke takes the front, which I get because Luke's the kid that, you know, has the sixth sense or whatever. But the whole Anisha thing and the 
what is it people call it? That the, the rebellion that she hangs out with? The movement. The right? movement. Like they yeah. couldn't they didn't really go anywhere this season either, right? The idea that there's a movement of a human rebellion against the aliens really fell down to them being Anisha's taxi service in the end, right? So yeah. that I, like I mean, the movement, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, the movement, the movement, yes, yeah, definitely. The movement as a whole, um, definitely as a taxi service. I mean, you know, there was, you know, Clark obviously is a little more fleshed out of a character. Um, and I, I got to say, I, you know, I complained a lot about Luke. He's, you know, pain in the ass little kid mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. who drove me nuts. But I got to say, I, I loved that line when he says to uh, the one guy who's always been kind of difficult. I don't remember his oh, name. Oh, yeah, guy, yeah. But uh, he says to him, he goes, yeah. yeah, he's like, he says, um, you know, I thought that was the whole point of you guys of helping people, you know? And uh, yep. I thought that was, that was great for Luke to kind of like put him in his place. <laughs> yep. Which was yeah. pleasant, you know, unexpected, but very, uh, Pleasant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool to see Luke. I mean, Luke has, you're right, Luke, I mean, we've talked about Luke being a giant pain in the ass and he finally connects with those kids. And I, I, I really enjoyed the part where Luke is trying to stop the aliens and the other children have their, like, sort of circle of power or whatever, and they help him. Um, yeah, I love that. They're like, they're like, look out, get down. You know, and the one girl's like, get up, and he like gets up, and I'm like, oh, like this is fucking cool. I like this. Yeah, like those kids yeah. are freaking powerful. The fact that they can, they are. You know, I know they all kind of, they all kind of sensed each other, and you know, most of them found each other in France. Um, but to be, to connect to Luke like that across, you know, I mean, granted, they were all, you know holding hands and singing Kumbaya to do it. But, um, I mean, they, they're connecting to him across an ocean. The rest of them yep. are all in Europe. And, of course, all their doctors and caretakers are clueless. The only people watching them well, are um, Alfie and, and, and um, Monty. Yeah. But, yeah. hey. Um, So let me ask you the whole, I want to talk about the whole Casper thing. Like we had all, you know, we've had a lot of Casper and Jamila and Monty drama these last couple episodes, right? Which is a little bit of a drag, but also kind of interesting. Um, Some, there are some people like in the Reddit threads who are like, you know, you know, Monty's always like, Jamila, are you sure Casper is Casper? Are you sure he's him? Like, Monty's very suspicious that Casper could be, I don't want to say possessed, but Casper, like, he's got this suspicion, right, that Casper's not, right? You get that? You've seen that? Yeah. Yeah. episodes. I, I, you know, I think there's a better way to put it. I think it's actually kind of interesting because Monty is actually, ironically, He's kind of the voice of reason, you know. Right. Like that conversation he, he has with Jamila last year. Yeah. 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 
And that conversation he has with Jamila last week where he, you know, because she's like, I don't care. I, you know, I didn't come all this way to not go with him and everything, blah, blah, and, and you know. And Monty kind of puts it in perspective for her, you know. And he's he's like, yeah. what, you know. And then he has a con- and then Monty has a conversation with um with Casper and kind of gets Casper to see it too and he's like he's like he you know he's like why would you put her in danger if you care about her so much why would you will you know knowingly put her in danger like this and Casper's kind of like you're right <laughs> you know right, yeah. <laughs> like yeah you know so it it it's it's quite the turn for you know to see Monty um you know he's playing a, a, a very important role in all this. Um, because yep. I think he, and, and, I, he and also, I actually agree with him because if, 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 uh, I mean, we don't know what happens. I mean, there, I mean, Casper's in a dream state. Um, but if Jamila goes with him, you know, and, and granted, she's not physically there, but if something goes wrong, what happens to her mind if something bad happens? You know, what happens to his mind if something, I mean, he's been in the co- in and out of a coma, for the last two seasons, you know. That's fair. How would he feel? But she's, he, she's been how with him he, before, right? Like they're, right. In, they're so connected yeah, in, in her dreams. Dream. Like, has she been in that yeah. place with him before or not? I mean, when she saw him in her dreams, was he already there? I guess where I'm going with this, there are there is some speculation that is – is Casper who he thinks he is? Like, is he the, is he human? Is he, has the power to the weapon that he thinks he is? Or could he, could the aliens be using him, I guess? We've seen no evidence of that. I'm just saying people out there are speculating that. That's an interesting question. I mean, I don't know. I mean, his connection to his connection to Trevante is amazing, also. And, and there's the question of, you know, when when the entity the entity appears in Oklahoma, and it's all very right, uh, like right away. I was like, oh, it's red and angry. That's not cool, right? Like we knew from watching the scenes in, <laughs> in, in the Amazon that like the red angry thing is not going to happen. And so those those soldiers go in to get spit out. And then it comes down. Um, it acts, and then it chills out, and Trevante goes in. I, I actually thought that Trevante, I kind of was waiting. I mean, we all knew from being an that he'd go in there, right? I kind of thought oh, yeah. that he might he might run recklessly and jump inside. I thought, right? You know, I he, I, he I did too. When in. they got, yeah, I I actually thought that too. When when it started to calm down and stabilize, I thought for sure that's what he was going to do. I didn't expect him to calmly walk over and undress the dead soldier. I thought he was just going to jump head first in. No, and in the end, it reminded me of um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I know you've seen probably a million times, right? You know how, like, at the end yeah. of Close Encounters, the, the, like, the scientists have set up this giant, like, meeting place with the aliens, and they're like, here's our bunch of scientists for you aliens. And they're like, oh, hell no, we'll take Richard Dreyfus." Yeah. Right? Like, I felt a little bit that's how it was. They were like, oh, no, we'll take Trevante. Uh, but, yeah, I thought he was going to – I thought there would be some kind of dramatic moment where he'd, like, run in. 
And then he goes yeah, in. Yeah, I definitely thought so, too. Um, I had to think about the end. So he goes in, and he's in, like, a he's in a space suit. And he meets Casper, who's not. And I was like, wait, why is Bronte wearing it? I was like, oh, wait a minute. Fervante is... Casper's not so, really there. Fervante is actually physically inside there, right? And mm-hmm. and Casper is like is a ghost. <laughs> right. He's either astral projection or he's just part of the hive mind. Like he's still physically in France. Right. Um, which kind of blew my mind a little bit at the end. I didn't blow my mind, but I but the idea that Travante jumped in and he's wearing that space suit and can't... I, I kind of expected him to remove it. I probably can't move it because he's in, like, who, where is he? He doesn't even know, right? He's in, he's in the mothership. He's in the mothership, which he's is, in the like mothership. In, which is in space, in subspace space. orbit, is, like, not... Right? Overall, how'd you like it? This Overall, I thought it was great. It was, you know, it was really, really yeah. well-paced. You know, we got all our characters, and, you know, it just... It was, it was just put together really well. The only thing I don't love is that, I mean, I I enjoy it also. It's not renewed yet for season three. And um, this ending is not an appropriate ending for season two, right? Like it can't end right now. This is not an ending. It has to go on. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm sure there's, I mean, Apple's Apple's pretty good about renewing their shows, so. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's I think part of the problem. You're like, okay, it could be yeah. a good ending. Does not, yeah. It's gotta go. Yeah. It's gotta go. I, Apple. It's gotta I go. mean, well, yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem might be that they didn't announce anything until after the strikes were over. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because as it is, I mean, we may not get this again until 2025 <laughs> because oh of all God, the delays of the strikes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could get it. We could get it late 20. 20- but I wouldn't be surprised if we get it early 25. Well, because yeah, the show requires a yeah. lot of um, post-production. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess we both loved the ending. Yes, so. we did. Yeah. All right. So, oh, speaking right. of renewals, though, apparently yep. uh, Ahsoka yeah. is getting a season two. Well, it needs to because that also was not an appropriate ending. That was not an ending for a show. I, I got. I got to say, right? I'm, I, I'm somewhat surprised by that simply because I, I have read, the numbers were not good. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't really like it that much. I didn't no, like I didn't. It. I mean, it, you know, and that was that, that was my whole experiment because it was the whole, um. You know, somebody like me who knew all the history and the characters and everything versus somebody who was just getting to know yeah. them to see how, you know, so. But I think, you know, as much as I didn't love it, a, a second season for a proper ending, might, I might appreciate that. Might be yeah. better, right? So. All right, so that's Fancy season, season two. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. All right, that's it. All right, we'll next week. Do it again next week. Yep, next week. So, all right. Same bad time, same well, bad channel. You have a good week. All right. You too, Karen. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And come back and listen to us again next week.
Good night.